Hello, welcome to Focus on Fantasy Romance, episode number 44, a podcast where we discuss books, genre, industry, and our geeky lives. I'm your host, Al Klaus. I'm A.R.D. Clark. And I'm Paulina Woods. And today we have a book chat. We are talking about Knights of Stone, Mason by Lisa Carlisle, and Amy has graciously volunteered to read the blurb because I'm rubbish at it. Gargoyles, tree witches, and wolf shifters have divided the Isle of Stone after a great battle 25 years ago. When Kayla, a tree witch, hears about the unconventional rock concert concerts in the Gargoyles' territory, she sneaks from her coven and into their territory to see for herself. Night after night, she returns to see one in particular shift into human form and play guitar at these unconventional shows. For several nights, Mason has kept watch for the pixie-like female. He plans to seduce her, thinking she's a visitor from another island. When he discovers she's one of the tree witches, he retreats, attempting to keep his distance. The temptation is strong, but forbidden. Kayla and Mason attempt to meet in secret, but other elements on the isle command their attention. A magical cloak created by the three clans on the island is thinning, leading to repercussions for all the clans. Kayla and Mason are caught in the middle of it, and their actions may change the fate for all. Okay, and we are in disagreement about who actually picked this book. <laughs> Although it's technically Paulina's turn to pick. And I think she got tagged in this because it had gargoyles, which is her thing. Um, I think we should start, normally we give our kind of star rating at the end. I think we should start with our star rating and go from there. Is anyone opposed to this idea? So from zero to five stars or thumbs up or however we're rating it um five being good you know zero being bad i'm gonna go with three i call this it's like if it's a movie it's a popcorn movie it's entertaining fills time but it's not it wasn't edge of my seat i didn't i didn't love it paulino what did you think you just muted yourself okay sorry I think I'm going to give it a 2.5. I It was a quick read, but yeah, let's just go with the 2.5 and I'll get into the other stuff later. Amy? Okay, so that leaves me. Um, I'm going to go with a 2. Um, I didn't hate it. I've read things that I hated more. Um, so yeah, like Paulina, I think I'll save my other comments for when we, we dive a little bit deeper into the book, but I'm going to go with it too. It, it's probably not something I would ever read again. And there's, this is the first of five books, so this is a, a series. So let's talk about characters. We have Kayla, our heroine, and Mason, our hero. Um, Mason is a gargoyle who plays bass in this uh, band for his, the bandmates are all his brothers. And for some bizarre reason on this island of werewolves and gargoyles and witches, humans flock to their rock concerts. Um, and Kayla is a witch. Her specialty is, it's either herbology or like um, gardening. I wasn't completely sure. <laughs> healing and healing and herbology. Okay. What they said. They said. Um, and aside from that, she lives with her mother, and that's all I got as far as her character. Um, I didn't 
there wasn't there wasn't anything that made me like these characters. Like it, I really I wanted to like the the groundwork is there, but like I don't I don't care I don't care about these characters. They don't have depth. Um, I yeah I I don't know how to explain it any more than that. They didn't have any depth, right? Right. The, yeah, none. There was nothing there. Well, like, there was there were some scenes where, like, Kayla woke up in the morning and tended her garden, and it was just like, this is just, she's just killing time. She's just killing time until she can run across the island to to Mason. And well, like, in the scene where she went to visit her friends, just well, because she didn't want her mother and aunts to be suspicious of why she was acting so strangely. So she did something normal, like go see her friends. That The whole four paragraphs was wasted space of mm -hmm. things about stuff that I didn't care about or want to care about. Right, and I think if the author had gone into, like, I don't know, maybe Kayla felt gypped that her specialty was herbology and she wanted to be... I don't know, do something with telekinesis or, you know, or she was afraid of her power or give her more than just, I'm going to bide my time until I can sneak out and see this guy. That you we're going to have sex with because, yeah. Because he's hot. And, oh. Okay. <laughs> so towards the end of the book, Mason kept saying, Kayla is so kind. She is so kind. And I'm like, well, where? When did Where this have happen? we seen that she's kind? How how did we how did we the reader find out that she was kind? Other so far, than she's been hot for his bod, and that's kind. all I know about her. Right. <laughs> Is that she really likes gargoyles <laughs> with beefy legs? Which I don't blame a girl. I like beefy legs, but there need there was no there was no flirting between them. Really, no. they didn't have. I didn't see any chemistry between them. Yeah. Okay. So, wait. We're talking. We're we're talking about overall right now. Or are we doing character development? Character development. Because we kind of did both. Okay. So, just want to jump in real fast. Um, off the bat, when I start reading, I had to force myself to finish. Um, she was flat, and sometimes even the conversations. I was sitting there, and I was like, okay. Because the conversation seems to, it seems like the conversations were used to develop the characters. So the characters didn't develop, the conversations kind of did it for them. So I kind of got lost there. Um, and honestly, the only cool thing about Mason was the fact when he went from stone to flesh, I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be a good story. Oh, never mind. But it's cool. I like that part. <laughs> so yeah, that's my take on their their development of character. I don't think they developed. She never, like you said, she never overcame anything really. I mean, yeah, they had to overcome the fact that they were both forbidden to be together, but you didn't really see any conf. You seen like you seen a little conflict because of the fact that you know her mother did drug her, her mother and aunties to keep her on that side, but you didn't really see the aftermath of that conflict. So I think if she would have developed, the author would have developed more of that conflict, maybe it would have been a more in-depth story. 
but there was no real like, I mean the conflict began and end and ended in like two pages I think mm-hmm. so it wasn't really it was technically there was no growth from that right like, and I didn't I didn't like that she kept saying you know I'm, what was she 21 I'm 21 I'm an adult but her mom I her in her room or you know physically hauls her off to to home and locks her up and I'm like this is an adult I mean, I understand that it's forbidden and you don't want your children to make mistakes, but I'm like, you're kind of taking away her right to choose anything. I really didn't like that. I felt like the... When the author talked about how Kayla felt about her father um, and how he ran off, okay, so here I am expecting, like, is she going to have these abandonment issues? Um, you know, is Mason going to say, you know, tell her he loves her and then he's going to take off and disappear or start to give her the cold shoulder because she's a witch and, and none of that happened. And so here I am like building up in my head how, and I know that when you're a reader, who's also an author, a lot of people do this. You're like, well, if it was me writing the story, I would have done it this way, or I would add this, or I would take this way. And here I am building up in my head, like, oh, there's this conflict coming that will make these little hints about, you know, who her father is and all of these things like matter to me because I'm thinking, oh, the author's like weaving in, you know, some subplot here and and maybe things are going to beef up a little bit. And it really was none of that. I really, (laughs) I really felt character. I felt like maybe, the author was like, okay, I need to have a conflict. So the easiest one would be, she's a witch, he's a gargoyle. But they never even overcome that. He's just like, oh, you're a witch. We really shouldn't be together, but you're hot. So I'll do you anyway. And she's like, oh, you're a gargoyle. I don't care if we shouldn't be together. You're hot. I want to do you anyway. And I felt like that's all there was to it. And then here I am like, Please be more, please be more, please be more. And it wasn't there. So then I was really disappointed. Right. Because, I mean, the the building blocks are there for this amazing conflict, you know, internal and external conflict between characters. Like, she's she's at war with the fact that he's he's off limits, but she's she loves him or is attracted to him. But, like, that... That dark moment, you know, the, the dark moment is towards the end of the book when they... they think that emotionally they can't be together, that dark moment was not there. It was there physically when the mother hauled off her 21-year-old daughter and locked her in her room, but it wasn't there emotionally. Like, they never had that disconnect emotionally. They had, they they got together, they had their this-is-how-it-could-be moment, and then they never had that, like I said, that dark moment. And that's kind of the point of a romance is the, you know, the realization that despite everything that sucks about everything, they can be together. That's the purpose of the romance is to get those two together emotionally, not just physically. Go ahead. No, that's it. I want to say too, um, and this goes for anybody who's ever thinking about that they're going to write like a Scottish romance or anything like this. Just because you put your hero in a kilt and he says the word lass occasionally 
does not make him Scottish just because you name them Scottish names. It, it doesn't make them authentically Scottish. I mean, these gargoyles are supposed to be like, you know, from the Scottish Highlands, from their homeland. And what I, another thing I don't understand, and this may come later in the plot discussion, but you guys can agree or disagree with me on this. So supposedly they're like ancient beings, right? But this war happened 25 years ago, but nobody knows what really happened. So are you really only 25 years old? Because if I, you're I only was, 25 years old, what the I was fuck? confused with that. <laughs> right. Well, are they are oh, the well let's get into the setting, the setting and the, the okay. plot a little bit. Because you have this island that was supposedly inhabited by the gargoyles, the werewolves, and the witches. So these three factions on one island. But then later it's revealed that the only people that actually, the only gargoyles that actually go to the island are these five brothers. All the other gargoyles have relocated to the highlands, right? Where? No, he said our homeland is the highlands. Right. But So I assumed that that's where they originated from and then they all ended up on the island. Right, but they're the only five gargoyles on the island and I thought later in the book and i may have been skimming that they had all relocated off the yeah island. they she did say that they were from the highland and then she did then they did mention that they were relocated there's two different stories in one story right so that and was she like, never why would, if ever if all the no. girls left the island why would they care if the witches and the werewolves don't get along right and i'm still trying to figure out how old they were Right, because that's where I'm coming from, because I, they're telling me that the elder gargoyles, blah, 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 and that there was a, you know, this war 25 years ago, and supposedly the witches cursed the gargoyles, and the gargoyles did something to the witches, attack and kill them, take their women. See, this was another plot point that I thought was going to be, like, I thought these five guys were going to be like, ha, 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 we take you know, young, innocent witches and debauch them. And that's how we get over on those tree witches. Like, I thought that was going to be a thing too, but no, <laughs> that's not a thing either. Even though they're like, oh, they kill, they kill young witches. 25 years ago, they massacred us. But yet these gargoyles are like, no, we don't know what happened. So I'm like, are they 25 years old or are they like ancient beings or like what? Who knows I how old the gargoyles are? Explained. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't to really me clearly. Clear. Um, there wasn't really a lot of history. Like we know that there was there was a conflict that made the werewolves and gargoyles and witches not get along, but there wasn't really a lot of history aside from that. And like the first time that Kayla and Mason meet, she doesn't really have any fear of him, like. They were told that the gargoyles killed all these witches. Wouldn't her first response be fear? She's more afraid of like the werewolves and the howling that she hears in the woods than she is of the gargoyle who flies into her path. He's giving us a concert. Sorry, my phone was ringing. Um. Yeah. So. Even when Kayla and Mason meet Ian, who is the head of the werewolves, 
who randomly approaches the, this couple and asks for help, because that's what you do, um, I, there wasn't really a lot of fear there either. It's no, like, and the whole thing, they're like, oh, well, we don't, we don't hate each other. We don't hate you. We don't know why we hate, why we're supposed to hate you. Right. But if you were raised that way, you're not going to ask the question, why am I supposed to hate you? The well, she did. Uh, you have to give her that. She did ask the question later, and they did kind of brush it off, the other witches. But again, it happened five years before she was born. I don't know. If it happened 25 years ago, and she was 21, 20. it would have happened 21, four four. she was born. So, yeah, okay. So to, towards the end of the book, <sighs> we've mentioned that Kayla got kidnapped by her own mother and locked in her room. And she gets out and runs to Mason. And then the werewolves, who were having problems with their young not controlling themselves during a full moon, attack this concert full of humans, gargoyles, and Kayla. And I was like, oh, cool. There's going to be this big showdown. There's going to be, you know, major conflict. But no, Ian, like, calls off the wolves and says, oops, sorry. Our kids got a little raucous. And the Kayla's mothers and her aunts show up. And okay. how was he able to control them at that point, but not before they got there? Right. Even as it, even as the alpha, if he couldn't control them when they were, I don't know, under the influence of the moon or whatever blood. he said. Right. How would he be able to stop them once they've gone into a frenzy? So, yeah, good question. <laughs> but. But that stopped the fighting, and then all the humans, you know, flocked off the island because, of course, they did. And uh, so Kayla has to explain to her mom, and they're like going through. They're like, "Well, I don't know why we hate you, and I don't know why we hate you." And then some the who was it? Mason said, "Oh, it was some ancient witch named Adair or something like that." And I was like, I was waiting for someone to be like, "Oh, she's you know, blah blah blah. She's still alive." Or you know, something about this right. character that was important enough to have a name, but no one seems to recognize it. And like this ancient witch cursed the gargoyles so that they couldn't have offspring. Only 25 years ago. And so yeah, somebody and should no, remember None her. of the witches know who it is. <sighs> so let me tell you, when I was reading about the concert, and anybody who likes books and has been around for a while. If you've ever read, you know, Anne Rice's uh, The Vampire Lestat, and it, when, when Lestat became a rock star, and he started playing his concerts, and all the humans came because, you know, this was a vampire band, and then the vampires attacked Lestat on stage um, from in the book The Queen of the Damned, so I'm sitting here reading this and that's all I can see in my head. It's like, I can see that same scene playing out with different paranormal characters. Um, you know, and so I kind of felt like it was stale material a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just felt I, for me, I probably, if the characters would have been a little better developed if they had been a little bit meatier and I cared about them 
I might have been able to forgive the rest of the stuff. But because I didn't care about the characters, I was able to nitpick everything else. Right. Because I wasn't focused on, like, caring about what was going to happen. I didn't expect anyone to die. I didn't expect, you know, anything all that bad to happen because it just, it didn't have, you know, normally when you read a book and you've got like, you've got the build up and you have the climax, which would be the big battle. And then, you know, you kind of got a little, I just didn't feel like there was any uphill. Like it was just like, we're done. Right. And I'm still confused as to why um, Mason and his brothers formed a rock band. Well, they like the music. They like booty. Yeah, they like the tail. So. so that was a good way to, you know, like get the girls. And what if they could pass as human. So that's the thing that got me too. Because they flew off to all the surrounding islands, you know. Up, and I assume this is the Scottish Isles, like the Isle of Skye or Shetland or somewhere out in there. Um, in those small islands, you know, because they talk about Dublin and and uh, several other, you know, towns in that area of the world. They fly off the island sometimes at night. It's like, once again, back to if there's only the five of you that live on this island, you formed a rock band because you want people to know you, but you're worried because people might find the island. Right, so at the end of the, after the battle, they're like, we need to strengthen the veil or something so that humans can't find us, because now that, you know, there's been bloodshed, they're going to investigate. And I'm like, well, what this book came out in 2014, and she didn't specify if it was in the past or not, but I'm like, how many of those kids have, people at that venue have smartphones? There's probably going to be a video of the werewolves on the internet within, like, five seconds of it happening. So that How just many doesn't seem they videotape the transformation from stone to human. Right. And if they're human with wings, because I assume they fly with wings unless they can levitate without wings, which it wasn't really specified. I think they have they black have wings. wings. They have wings because have she wings. does say they have wings because he flew over top of her and came down and he had black wings. Okay. I do remember that. Right. So, I mean, how they may ask for human with a big old pair of wings flopping out. Right. So that would, yeah, there, there would be no keeping that quiet. Honestly. So oh, yeah, a lot of things confused me a little bit because I felt like the loose ends weren't tied up. Right. I think if Mason, if they, she had gone into more of Mason's love of music and of playing his bass guitar, he would have had more depth. But that goes back to, to the, the flat character issue. Again, And it yeah. solely existed to get together. Well, so. and they, like, so she made him seem, like, not a very nice guy in the beginning. He's, like, looking out in the crowd for the next girl he's going to bang. Like, literally. And, he j and he's drawn to her, so you have this, you know superheated lust and this is what we had started to talk about before the camera went on but then we decided to stop but i didn't feel like this was a, a romance so much as it was like a lust mance because <laughs> like i feel like they might how do you know you love somebody in like five days because literally i think it took like five days from start Instant to finish love. 
That's that's a thing though. You have to, we have to remember that instant love is a thing. Did she like instant love or did she like the way he smacked her ass? Because I'm not real sure that I could tell the difference. Again, it's that that is something we have to do. We do have to give the author that instant love is a trope that authors write in. So it I'm is, gonna, and I she did take... build the bridge. She did build on the insta love because he's like, I am so drawn to her. You know, and he was like, I don't know what it is, but I really, I, I just can't stay away from her. And the same for her. She felt drawn back to him. You know what I mean? So I get that there was an insta love trope going on there, but there was a whole lot of like booty liking too. I felt like, I don't know. They really, really liked the way each other looked probably at the beginning. I think later on towards the end of the story, I might have believed a little bit more that they actually had feelings for each other. But I mean, they really had sex one time and she's like, do you love me? And he's like, well, I care about you. And she's like, well, that's not good enough. And she starts putting her clothes on real fast. And he's like, okay, she's like, okay, okay. I guess I love you. The, the, I'm sorry. I understand <laughs> wanting it off. hard. <laughs> I understand wanting it hard. Right, um, Electra, um, she actually mentioned this that it's kind of rapey. Like, it's hard, I understand, but at one point I was not, not rapey, sorry. It was like, it hurts. She's, he's like, I'm just like, well, is anatomy the same as a human? Like, they never explained, is he really large or is he just like, Drilling her into the ground, like what? Why is it? Hurt? What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, I can't see sexy time. Like, if like some girls, you know, like he's really large and stretched her. So okay, I get that that she's that it hurts, but like it just hurt. And I was like, why? Why is it hurting? Tell me. Yeah, I wasn't. The sexy scenes weren't all that super sexy for me. It was more mechanical. Like I, I don't think that she, the author, went into the the emotional connection and i think that's the problem is the emotional connection isn't there the emotional depth of the characters isn't there so we can't relate and then it just makes us feel like we're i don't know just these really weird observers of this almost more like like she was hit heading almost down the road toward erotica you know what i mean like where the emotion is really not the focus but the sex is the focus but then she kind of veered off again and said oh wait i gotta make them love each other hold on so, like, it was almost like probably unconsciously when the author was writing the book because, you know, as romance authors, we know that romance readers like the sexy scenes because that's what we like. That's, you know, part of the romance for us. But it was like she'd freight train toward the sexy scenes and then she was like, oop, jump the track, got to make them love each other real quick. So, yeah, and, I, and it, it wasn't awful. I mean, this, there have been sex scenes where I have literally rolled my eyes and been like, oh. <laughs> that is awful and if you ever did that to me i would murder you but it wasn't bad i mean it was it was what it was it was sex i mean you know tab a slot b basics um yeah but i like paulina if there was some anatomical differences or are they human what did he do with his wings like no, they went away they went away they can go maybe away I missed, maybe i missed that part that's one thing I do notice when I read Gargoyle books is I do kind of read and take so notes. So that's, the how, wings they, that's go. how they blend in with humans if their wings can disappear. Yeah, their wings I must disappear. Have missed they, that part. They go, 
they go into little slits and then they disappear into the back. Which again, I thought that was pretty cool. Like literally, some of it was pretty cool. How you guys already know I'm a gargoyle fan, so that was some of it was pretty cool how they did it. Like where I didn't understand the part where like, well, we really don't sleep, but they're like awake. They're like meditating, but they're he but said then he did. But then he did thing. go to sleep. Yeah, and that's another thing too. He said we are we are. What was it? Feeling for discord in the world, like like they're. So I sensing. thought they traveled outside of their bodies, but they don't. It's like they're, he's like, we're sensing uh, upheaval in the world. Okay, but are you like a guardian? Do you do something about the upheaval? Are you going to fight? Like, why, why would you tell me this if it doesn't matter? And maybe in later in the series, you do find out that it matters. Because there's, you know, the, for these five brothers, maybe there's something about them that makes that important. Right. But I was a little confused because I'm like, well, if you're like feeling all this upheaval in the world, like, why? Why do gargoyles do that? Right. And I think the author will probably explore that in later books because there are five of them. And I think the framework she's laid down for this uh, does allow for the opportunity for some really great storytelling. I just think this story, I mean, it's a novella, it's fairly short. Um, I think it needs a little more attention with the emotional development of the characters. Yes. Right. It's like, oh my God, get somebody in. opened a door, but they didn't open it quite enough. So, well, I think I've spoken my piece about this. And I keep forgetting. Yeah, I'm done. Paulina has a, a pet named Amy. She just yelled, get Amy. Oh, wait a minute. Could you? Oh, I thought wait. I put it on, on mute. <laughs> well, you did at the end, but after you had said, get away, Amy, I was like, I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh. That's your, it's your pet. Sorry. You're fine. Okay, it's so okay. we've been... I don't know how you really talked to me, Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ishmael's not here. I can't look at her longingly. I know. <laughs> so we have been discussing Knights of Stone Mason by Lisa Carlisle. It is available on all major retailers. It is the first of five books. So you don't have to take our word for it. You can read it and judge for yourself. Uh, if you listen on iTunes, please leave us a review or leave us a review anywhere that you can. That will help us with discoverability and we can make the podcast more gooder. Thank you for joining us. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and share. This has been episode number 44. Good night. Good night. Good night.